Welcome to Study the Word Podcast with your host, Dr. Marty Mento. Together we will discover wisdom that leads to salvation and spiritual growth. Here with today's Bible teaching is your host, Dr. Marty Mento. Well, thank you so much, Randy, and welcome once again to Study the Word. If you have your Bibles with you today, turn to the book of John. John chapter 17 is where we're going to begin in our topic today. We begin a brand new step in the acronym STEPS. Now, remember, we're in this series called Discipleship Steps, where we want to be like Jesus. We're taking steps to be like Jesus. And we've already went through the S, which is submitting to God or submission, and how important that is first and foremost in our walk. Um, When we as a Christian want to truly please God, uh, we have to submit to God. And we know that Jesus was the perfect example for all of us when it comes to submission. And uh, there was a lot to chapter one or step number one, but uh, hopefully you have learned a lot. Uh, You've been challenged, uh, maybe even convicted, whatever the case may be. But again, I'm hoping and praying that we, through this series, will be like Jesus and we will follow him. Well, today we are in step number two. And we are using that acronym STEPS, and today we're looking at the letter T. And T stands for truth. And again, if you've not received your uh, booklet and you'd like to follow along in this study, all you have to do is email us at discipleshipsteps at gmail.com, and I'll make sure you get a free book, uh, or as many booklets, I should say, as you need. Uh, All you have to do is let us know, and we'll send them out to you free of charge. This is a ministry. Again, I remind people. We're not looking for your money, Um, but at the same time, if you'd like to support this ongoing podcast, you can do so, and I'm sure that your podcast platform provider has ways and means of that being the case. Um, This is a very important, um, just like the submission, every letter here in this acronym for the word STEPS is of the utmost importance, but today we're looking at truth. You know, I remember a conversation in the Bible in John chapter 18 uh, between Jesus and Pilate. And Jesus says, I'm going to go ahead and read in John 18, verse 37. Pilate therefore said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth Here's my voice. And you probably remember you have these famous words that Pilate spoke. Pilate said to him, what is truth? Very interesting, very um, intriguing, compelling question. What is truth? Well, we're going to start off our study by defining truth. Truth is that which agrees with God. Now, how did I come up with that definition of truth? Because God speaks nothing but truth. God cannot lie. It's impossible for God to lie. And most people don't realize that. Um, God, he, he can't go against himself. He speaks truth, and he does not speak lies. So truth is that which agrees with God. If God said it, you know it to be true. You don't have to um, be concerned about it or even question it. You have to accept it for what it is. 
God's word is truth. When he speaks, he speaks what is true. And that's why we're starting off in John chapter 17, verse 17. It says here, sanctify them in the truth. Thy word is truth. Now, this is Jesus in this high priestly prayer once again. We talked about it last time we got together. But here he defines that he wants God the Father to sanctify or set the disciples apart. He wants them to be set apart in the truth. And then he says, thy word is truth. See, it's something to know the truth, and it's something to study the truth, but some of us at times don't understand that what we are reading is the truth. Um, And Jesus made it clear to the Jews who believed him in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there for just a moment. You'll see this. Uh, Jesus, therefore, was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So the bottom line here is, is the understanding that truth is that which agrees with God. So point number one in our study, or principle number one, here underneath step number two for truth God's Word is truth. We are to be sanctified or set apart in truth. See, when you know the truth, then you understand what a lie is. You understand what is against God, what is not of God. It is so important. That's why Jesus uh, told his Heavenly Father, sanctify them, set them apart in truth, and your Word is truth. And so this is of the utmost importance. Matter of fact, uh, there's another passage of Scripture I put in your booklets here in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Now, at first you may be wondering exactly why this passage. Well, if you recall, this is where Jesus, after he had been baptized by John the Baptist, he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And in these verses, what you have is you have the the conversation between the devil and Jesus. And we know that the devil um, made statements. He took the Word of God. He twisted it. Um, he, He basically questioned the authority of God in His Word. But each and every time a temptation came towards Jesus... Jesus refuted and stood opposed firmly by speaking the Word of God. It is written. It is written. It it was said. He's making it clear that the Word of God is truth. And we know if we study about the devil himself, he is called the father of lies. He can only do what comes natural to him, and that is lying. Uh, Even in the garden, uh, when they when the serpent came to um, Eve and the serpent tempted her, the serpent brought about questions. Did God really say that? See, if, if you eat of this, God knows what will happen. He, he goes after, and in his uh, way of scheming, his subtle way, he tries to bring about doubt in questioning God's truth. And remember, God cannot lie. 
Everything that God said is true. That's why when I tell people when it comes to the future and what's going to happen in our world, all you have to do is stand upon the Word of God because God cannot lie. And so as we study God's Word, we see what to expect in the future. Let's go to principle number two here underneath truth in discipleship steps. Principle number two is when we abide and obey God's Word, then we are truly his disciples. Once again, when we abide and obey God's word, then truly we are his disciples. Now, this is taken once again, we've already read this passage, but John chapter 8, verses 30 and 31. See, when we abide, when we remain, when we are constantly in the word of God, and, and again, it's not just in the word of God as far as reading it or even studying it. What God wants us to do is obey it. That's the purpose. So when we abide and obey, then we are truly his disciples. And as Jesus said, as I read earlier, we will know the truth, and the truth will set us free. There's a lot of people that are held captive. Um, They believe things and hold on to things that are just not true. I had a conversation just today with someone who who was asking about some um, advice or at least looking for some wisdom from God's Word. And the truth of the matter is, at times people don't know what God has said because they're not in His Word. They're not in the truth. They're not abiding and or they're not obeying what God has said. But again, this is proof that we are truly disciples of Christ, but this will do something in our lives. It will set us free set us free from the lies that is being perpetrated in the world in which we live, Uh, lies that have been shared with us and passed down through generations, Uh, we will begin to understand and know for sure what God wants, what God desires, what God expects from us, because His Word is truth. And that's why this is of the utmost importance. So, you know, the question uh, just recently I, I asked uh, our church, I asked a question, how, how often do you spend time in the Word of God? Uh, are you studying God's Word on a daily basis? Or do you only pick up your Bible on, on a Sunday morning, maybe Sunday night, Wednesday, or whenever you do? I mean, is it sporadic? Every day we should be in the Word of God. Every day we should be abiding And what we learn, we can't just be hearers of the Word, as it says in the book of James, but we must be doers also. We must obey what God has given to us. And again, this becomes the proof that we are truly disciples of Jesus Christ. And again, uh, we're going to see through this study here, as we look at all these different principles, Jesus always is that prime or perfect example for all of us to follow. Uh, Let's go to principle number three. Principle number three is this. Obedience to God's Word is what God demands. Once again, obedience to God's Word is what God demands. Now, we look here at John chapter 14, verse 15. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. The first word here, if that qualifying um, statement, if, if, there's the proof. If you really love Jesus, 
you will keep his commands or commandments. Depends on your translation. Same thing here. But the bottom line is there's the proof. Um, The Bible tells us in in many different places at times that people worship God uh, with their lips, but their hearts are far away from them. We could say that we love Christ, but there has to be proof. And that proof is in obeying God's word because God's word is truth. And so when we obey his word, um, we are following what he really demands and wants from us. He wants obedience. He wants obedience to the truth. Because when we don't obey his word, then we really are saying that God's word is not true. In our disobedience, we are really making a statement that we don't agree, uh, that we're unwilling to submit, that we're, we're, we're not accepting what God's word says. Uh, this is something quite often that I find myself as I minister to people at different times, people who ask me questions or I find myself in a conversation with somebody, I tell people that everywhere I go, I carry with me a Bible. And I do so not because I'm more spiritual than other people, but I do so because, first of all, I have this issue. I've always had it with retention. I wish I could be one of these individuals that could quote chapter and verse time and time again, and I just can't do that. I'm not sure about you. Maybe you can. But I like to have God's Word with me. And when I am talking with somebody and I am trying to show someone the truth and try to really um, define for them the life that they're living or what they're doing is against God and it's not part of God, I, I will open the Word and I'll show them. Look here. Look what it says. Read this for yourself. And, you know, this is God's Word. This is God's truth. And again, if we say we love God, if we say we love Jesus, who is God, the second person of the Trinity, the Son of the living God, then we must obey his commandments. And see, we, we can't go against God. Uh, we, we can't stand opposed. If we do, we're making a statement. And again, I try to, by carrying the Word of God, along with other things I use it for, and I'll share those a little bit later, but, but it's important that people understand that God desires, He demands from us obedience, obedience to His Word, because His Word, once again, is truth. Let's go to principle number four. Our responsibility is to study God's Word. Uh, Real quick, there is a difference between reading God's Word and studying God's Word. Now, I believe both are of great necessity, but the first one, reading God's Word, depends on the individual. You you could read through verses, a chapter, a book of the Bible quite quickly, and there are people that I have met that have actually read the whole entire Bible many times over. But have they really retained anything from what they have read? Studying God's Word takes time. It takes effort. There's a purpose behind it. You want to sit and dwell on verse by verse. You're looking at words and their meaning. Uh, You're asking questions of the who, what, when, where, and why. What's taking place? You're looking at the context. 
you're really diving into and taking your time. It's kind of like going to a dinner. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of a meat and potatoes type of guy. I love a great steak and potatoes and, you know, some vegetables and et cetera. But, you know, when I have a good steak, I want to take my time. And so I cut it up piece by piece by piece, small pieces, and I savor it in my mouth as I'm chewing on it and, and, and enjoying it. Now, unfortunately, but true, that's not my life most of the time in this hectic world in which we live. Um, you know, in that same realm, I, I, I like a hamburger, but I find myself so often getting a hamburger somewhere at one of the fast food ref- restaurants and boom, I put it in my mouth and it's gone. Uh, just a few bites and it disappears. Um, and I never really savor it. I never spend much time um, enjoying it. And hopefully that's kind of a good example for us to look at. What do you do when it comes to God's Word? Do you just read through it and then close the book and move on with your day? Or do you open, do you do you purposely take time and say, listen, I, I'm going to sit here for the next hour. I'm going to really sit here and I'm going to study this passage. I'm going to look very closely at the story that's before me. And, and again, our responsibility as disciples of Jesus is really to study God's Word. Matter of fact, it says here in principle number four, we as believers need to show ourselves approved unto God. That's the key, um, which I don't think a lot of people understand. Now, you're probably wondering where I'm getting this. Well, I, I'm looking at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And I am really, in this particular verse, I am using the King James Version translation, which tells us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. And this is important because our approval is not with other men. We're not trying to impress somebody. Um, What we're really responsible to do is to find our approval with God. And when we find that approval with God, we do so by, as the Scripture says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who needeth not to be shamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. One who rightly divides it, or one who cuts it straight. See, we have a responsibility when it comes to the word of God a responsibility that should never, ever, ever be taken lightly. Um, In this verse here in 2 Timothy 3.16, there is much for us to really learn. I, I think so often we don't realize the great responsibility and privilege we have to be able to study God's Word. I have said this, you know, time and time again, especially since the Lord saved me. Uh, The night after he saved me, from the the next day on, I should say, my life changed. I could not get enough, and I still cannot get enough of his word. And and though he has gifted me, uh, I believe he has called me, um, commissioned me. I I am a a Bible teacher, a preacher of the gospel. Um, When I learn, when I sit down and I study God's word, I get excited. 
I find things I have never found. Each and every time I go to the text, I, I find something just exhilarating. I, I begin to understand it better and look, and, and I find myself just absolutely captivated. I can't get enough of it. It's like the steak. I, I can't get enough of it when I study God's Word. And then what becomes exciting about it, think about this. When you go to a good steakhouse and you have a great dinner, what do you end up doing? I end up telling other people about it. Uh, my friends, family, uh, you know, people at the church, wherever it might be, you know, they start talking about food. I say, hey, listen, I know of a great steakhouse. You got to get there. And I'll tell you, here's what my experience was. Well, the same thing happens when I study God's word. I get filled inside spiritually, and I cannot wait to tell other people. I cannot wait to go to those who have been allotted to me and and teach them God's Word. I can't wait to open up the Word of God and preach His Word to people and share with them what this truth says, what what God's Word is all about and what's happening here. There's something that happens here, and that's why I say when you really begin to look at this and you begin to study this, uh, you'll find yourself absolutely positively amazed uh, because of what is before you and why it is so important for us once again to know this. Now, again, we're talking about 2 Timothy chapter 2, um, once again, verse 15. Um, be diligent, I'll read another translation, be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, handling accurately the word of truth. And again, there is so much there in that passage of Scripture. Now, I had mentioned also 2 Timothy 3.16, which is important, and it goes right along with what we're talking about here, is God's Word is truth. It says all Scripture is inspired by God, or we, we realize it is God-breathed. In other words, all of the Scripture, all of the Bible originated, came from God. And it says here in this passage, it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Wow, what a powerful statement there. So all of Scripture came from God. It doesn't come from man. It's a God book. We look at the Bible, we look at a God book, and why is this so important? Because God's Word is truth. God cannot lie. He does not lie. And so we have a responsibility to study His Word, to know what He says, so that we wouldn't be ashamed, so that we can find our approval with Him. We need to be diligent about how we handle it. We need to take our time, and we need to say, listen, my approval's with God. I want to know what I believe and why I believe it. I want to know what God says so that I am able to adequately share it with others. I'm able to, as it says in 3.16, it is profitable for teaching. I can teach other people. Well, before you could teach anybody, you have to learn first. And then it says also for reproof and correction, for training in righteousness. Uh, We have to be able to know the Word of God so we can defend the truth. When people are believing and speaking lies, 
or others come along from other belief systems in the world, if you don't know what you're talking about, if you don't know how to handle the Word of God, would you not be ashamed? When people ask you questions, now please listen to me carefully. I want, I, I want to tread lightly in this. There are times people have asked me a question, and I have said to them, I don't know, but I will find out the answer. But I could tell you right now, if you are a man and woman of the Word, if you are a student who's in the Word, a true disciple, you not only know the truth, and that truth sets you free, but you're able to handle the Word of God with other people. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to back away. You know what is true. You know what God has said. So in the midst of it, what you do is simply you just give them the truth and tell them what God has said. Well, we're going to stop there for today, but again, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time and being with us here today on Study the Word. And again, Lord willing, we'll be back again as we continue in step number two, talking about the truth according to God. Thanks for listening to Study the Word Podcast with Bible teacher Dr. Marty Minto. If you have questions in regards to today's study or any questions about the Bible and or spiritual issues, then email us at studythewordpodcast at gmail.com. We hope through today's teaching you have learned biblical truths so that you can teach others and defend the Christian faith. Tell others about Study the Word Podcast available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Once again, thanks for listening to Study the Word Podcast.